Welcome to Beyond the Pen, the podcast that delves into the untold stories of emerging authors and the literary world. I'm your host, Maccabee Griffin, and each week I'll be shining a spotlight on talented yet undiscovered authors, giving them a platform to share their incredible stories and unique journeys that brought them to the world of writing. In each episode, we'll deep dive into the story behind the story, exploring the inspirations, challenges, and triumphs that have shaped our guests' literary careers, and have some fun along the way. From the initial spark of an idea to the journey of crafting and publishing their books, we'll uncover the secrets that make their stories truly special. But that's not all. Once a month, we'll be joined by an expert from the publishing world who will share invaluable insights and advice for aspiring writers, answering your burning questions, and demystifying the path to success in the literary industry. At Beyond the Pen, my mission is simple, to entertain, educate, and encourage the next generation of great storytellers. So whether you're a writer, an avid reader, or simply someone with a passion for storytelling, Join us as we venture beyond the pen and celebrate the power of the written word. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Maccabee Griffin. And I'm Marcella. And this is Beyond the Pen, where we take the well-known adage, read between the lines to a whole new level and beyond. Each week, we sit down with a new author to not only discuss one of their books, but also learn the story behind the story. Hello, Marcella. It's still doing the creepy voice. <laughs> that was not... I can do creepy. You know this. You know I can do creepy. Don't do it. Somebody wants to die. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's up? How are you feeling today? A lot better than I was last week. Thank you for checking on me. Good. Well, I have to check. No, I meant to be there. I just fell asleep. And then you called and I was like, oh. No. Yeah, no, I'm not going to be recording today. No, no, that's that's definitely true on that one. Um, and by the way, if I if you didn't see the email, uh, our, our special guest from last week did want to send her uh, best wishes to you as well. That's really sweet. So, yes, Gwen is. But we're not going to talk about Gwen. We're talking about Aruna. Aruna is a very... How would you say Aruna is? Oh, she's so sweet. She's so mellow. I love the energy. It's just like very See? calming. And I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So for everybody else, Miss uh, Aruna Lepore is um, a children's book author. She has written a book called Peanut the Penguin. And it is a very cute, it's a, it's a very cute book. It's not very long, um, but it's very, it, it shows a lot of different um ways of empathizing, ways of showing children confidence in themselves, and a few of other things. But we'll get to what we think about it after our our discussion and interview with her. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, 
I shall bring up Miss Aruna M. Lapore. Hello. Hello. How are See? you? <laughs> I'm good. See? See, at least somebody does the hello besides me. <laughs> yeah. How are okay. you? Uh, thank you so much for having me, both of you. Well, we're happy. Well, we're happy to have you here. Thank we you really for being are. here. Yes. And thank you for that um, lovely introduction. I, I, it's nice to hear that I'm calming. I, I oh, will yeah. tell my kids that later when I'm trying to get them to bed screaming. Just, just call me. Awesome. <laughs> we we don't want to traumatize them, Marcella. Come on now. <laughs> so mean. Oh, oh, please. Okay. Anyways, we won't talk about what we were we were talking about prior to me hitting the recording button and what you how mean you are to me. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're both hilarious. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, well, at least somebody thinks we're funny. So, <laughs> so Aruna, if you could please introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us something that we can't find on the internet about you. All right. Um, my name is Aruna M. Lapore. So the M actually st stands for Maharaj, which is my meaning. Maharaj. Yeah. So I'm, my great grandparents were from India. But I was born in Trinidad, which is where my great grandparents, you know, well, so they moved into the West Indies, Trinidad being one of them. And so that's where um, I was born and that's where I'm from. I now live in the US because I got married to someone from the US and we are here with our two sweet kids. Love them so much. Um, and and so my my actual my pen name is Aruna M. Lapore. So one thing about me not on the internet, um, and it came up lately, and that's how I remembered this, because of course everyone has that things about them. One of the things I guess about me is that I always wanted to be <laughs> um, you know the when you go to those theme parks in Florida, for example, Disney World, especially Disney World. Actually, I will say only Disney World. I always wanted to be one of those set decorators. You know, you go through uh, Peter Pan or Pirates of the Caribbean and you see well, everything that you see there. I wanted to be one of those people that set that up and just be part of that magic. I don't know why that was so appealing to me. I never did anything about that. It's just something that I've, even to, till today, and I say it just came up recently because my kids were supposed to head there uh, this weekend. Um, and it just it reminded me about that. So that's that's the one thing about me, I guess. That's not on the internet. However interesting that may or may not be. <laughs> Actually, I find that fascinating because I have no desire to fix anything. And that means that you must have like an inside, like an inner interior decorator hiding somewhere. So yeah, yeah I'll just call you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, but I especially love... Um, I don't know. I think I like the idea of creating that world for kids. That just that imagination. That just bringing that side out that no one sees, and you set it there, and then they enjoy the magic. That that's what I love about it. So yeah, that's that's a little a little something about me that has nothing to do with my life now. <laughs> I never barked up that tree. Yeah. Except maybe where art comes in, because I did. Um, pursue art 
was something that I loved since high school and I pursued it as a minor in my undergrad, um, which is how, when we speak about the book, how I ended up painting uh, the illustrations. So yeah, there's a little piece of me that loves art as well. Well, obviously if we look at the book itself, we can actually see that you love art so much. Um, because here's the thing, there's not many people out there that are not only the author, but also the illustrator of their own book. Yeah. What What is it that really made you decide to, you know what, I'm going to do both on this one? You know, I grew up on those books back in Trinidad. We had these books called uh, Ladybird books i don't i don't see them here i think they're from england so that's why um and they were all from the 60s and they were full stories with so this is before graphics with beautiful hand painting hand painted illustrations <clears throat> and i love them i still have those books here with me now and i used to read them to my kids i have a stack of them they're actually all now i, I believe collectors they're almost like collectors items if you try to buy one now new they're a good hundred dollars maybe for one and i find that looking at books now at the bookstores for kids i don't see that anymore um everything has gone to graphics understandably so but i felt like i would have liked to have seen for my kids and therefore for everyone else it would be nice to go out there in a bookstore and see more books that are hand painted and not don't just have that graphic stamp on them. Um, that plus the fact that I love to paint and it was a reason to bring out those brushes again because once I had kids, those brushes just went in a uh, you know container under the bed and I had no time to bring them out. So here I was with a uh, an opportunity to do it and a purpose to do it, and my kids. Of course, they, there were times when I was painting it and I was, uh, it, it could get long and very involved. And sometimes I wanted to give up and my kids being my kids always supporting me. They are, they're amazing. They're actually the reason I stuck through the entire thing because it was not that easy to do with kids home. Other than, than that, I mean, what do your children think of your book? Uh, they... They love it, to be honest with you. I passed it. I passed it by them first. They were my focus group, my constructive critiques. Um, I sat down and I read it to them to see what they would think, and they would be honest, especially my older. They would be honest with me, um, and they do love it. They're they're proud of me. Again, they were the ones who supported me throughout. So. Uh, they are wondering when I'm going to do another one. They're, they're pushing me to do another one, <laughs> which I will pass by them again, actually. I see. That's going to be, that was going to be one of my questions later on. So I'm going to hand this back to Mac and see what he's, he's got uh, to ask you. Yeah. No, go ahead with that one. I, I want to know too. Yeah. I mean, so I usually save this question for the end, but is there a sequel? I haven't read your book. <laughs> Mostly, Jack <sighs> usually does all the reading, and then I read the author. But um, is there a sequel? Well, that was the burning question because the, when I read this book, when I go to schools and I read them, um, the kids always ask, 
is there going to be another book about Peanut or maybe Peanut's sister who does not have a, a role in this book, much of a role in this book. And I would always ask the adults what they think. Do you think you would like to see another a sequel? Or my original thought was to, to do books the way I tell stories to my kids. It's always a different character, a different story. Um, they always have a, a common theme, which I'll get into later, but um, I wrote, I wrote a, a couple of books in the last year. I wasn't very happy with them. And then I wrote this third one last week or week before. I don't know, all the weeks blend into each other now. And I think this is one I'm going to read to them and see how they, what they think. And if, if it passed that kid test, then I can move on to step two. So here's something that most people don't know about you is that you used to be in the corporate world prior yeah. to this. You yeah. even have an MBA yeah. specifically in. Oh, it's in marketing research. So yeah, a marketing research master per se has decided, you know what? I'm done with corporate. I'm done with all of this and I am going to do this now what was that conversation like with not only your your husband and yourself more more importantly yourself but what was it like with your children on this uh it actually did not quite happen that way um corporate happened because in trinidad my family and i own a business uh a manufacturing company actually and it was always my future was always to run that company. So um, that's how I ended up going to study something along those lines. And I went back to do that. And eventually I had to make a decision between staying there and working and taking it over or, you know, is it business or love? <laughs> right? And obviously I went for love and I, I moved away from there and came here. Um, business still exists. My mom still runs it. She's the most amazing person that I know in this entire world. Um, and I, it was very difficult for me to be here and help run things. And when kids came, it was pretty much impossible for me to be here and run things. And so I became 100% a mom. Uh, I did not work. I, I was only helping, uh, somewhat remotely with the business, but not that much. Um, but 100%, I took on the responsibility of, of mom very, very seriously, and it was all consuming. When the pandemic happened, however, and the kids were home and they were doing their virtual, uh, virtual school, I came across a webinar um, about women who would like ever thought about writing a book and i thought to myself well i kind of thought about writing a book hmm, maybe i'll check it out and i did and i met this lovely publisher and i liked what she said and i sent in my script and i was fortunate enough to be to, that she liked me and she liked my script um she was actually the, the editor-in-chief at McGraw-Hill at one time for, for a number of years, for 30 plus years. And she now has her own publishing company. And 
I just took it from there and just to see how it would go. And I, I loved it. So I don't know that it <laughs> pays the bills the way, you know, my other job did, but it's right now a passion and I find other ways to pay the bills. I mean, I, I, I'm at a nursery school that I teach. I substitute teach as well at, at an elementary school and other, other ways, you know, you can find other ways and still have a passion. So it's a passion that just, I guess, simply came to fruition is what it is. Um, later on in life, will I go back into corporate world and check it out here in the US? Maybe. I mean, I'm kind of spoiled now. I don't know if I can do the nine to five. Again, my kids are still there. They're nine and 13 and they still, it's still a full-time motherhood <laughs> sort of life going on here. And in between, I have time for myself to do a book or, you know, I still help my mom a little bit with one or two things. So that, that's how it sort of transitioned into it. It wasn't um, giving up one for that. I just, I actually gave it up for, to, to get married and come here. Yeah. All for love. All for love. As you wish. <laughs> um, for all those. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. I had to say. Um, there are certain th don't do that don't shake your head at me <laughs> marcello's always shaking her head at me anyway, so it doesn't really matter um you're you're far from wesley wow i had to talk inconceivable. to inconceivable it's <laughs> inconceivable that's more you <laughs> either of that course, or I, I, you'd be fezzik there you go wow yeah, I don't know how to take that. I really don't know how to take that now. <laughs> but he's really a good don't. character. Although, he's very although sweet, it is, but not and all there. Johnny is what you're saying. But soft. <laughs> Let Let's leave my 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 frame out of this, okay? <laughs> See, now she's just being mean on me on record now. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> now you know what she actually does. Oh to my me. god, I'm like this all the time. It's not being mean. I'm just being truthful. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a seven foot guy that weighs almost five hundred pounds. Yeah, thanks. I don't Appreciate think Andre the Giant reached five hundred, but we can actually he was he actually was five hundred. Was he okay? Because we could yes. we could find that out. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't be messing with my don't don't be doing that. I I know my Andre. Okay, I know Andre. Anyways, I'm a wrestling fan. I know this stuff. Anyways, <laughs> let's get back to penguins. Let's get back to Peanut here. Not Andre. Not as you wish. Anything. Okay. Anyways, so let me ask you this, because when I'm looking at your illustrations, knowing where you come from, the colors that you use are very bright. They're very bold, mm -hmm. very soothing. And when I was also, obviously, when I'm reading the book, you there's always that point where it says Rocky Sandy Shore. Mm -hmm. As a writer... I'm always told, you know, write what you know. As a painter or an illustrator, draw what you can see, what you can interpret, all those little things like that. Is there Was there a memory that always popped up in your head when you were doing the illustrations for this that were attached to, you know, the beach that these penguins are located at or just in terms of the writing in general? Oh, I love that question. Um, actually, we lived in South Africa 
for uh, almost five years. And we just came back in 2019. And there was, in Cape Town, that's where you can go see penguins. And there are hundreds and hundreds of them that come up on the shore. And actually that somehow made its way into my story. Yes, that, that was a background in my, in, my, in my head that these penguins or peanut was not going to be one of those penguins that's jumping off an iceberg. I love that these penguins live in a warmer climate and you don't read stories or children's stories too much about that type of penguin. Um, I think also because growing up on an island, I can relate more to that type of environment. I think that had to do with it. And definitely you mentioned the colors. Yeah, I come from a country of music and color and that's always going to be with me in how I decorate, how I dress and how I paint. And it came out in this book as well for sure and people have told me that it's just it's not something that i think about it's just something that i'm i'm drawn to doing so yeah it was definitely the south african penguins that influenced me and innately the beach the colors that all comes from my own background as well you know about you've heard about carnival in mm -hmm. Trinidad. yeah full of colors i miss it so much um so I didn't mean to bring trauma back. I'm sorry. <laughs> Traumatize or anything. I miss my home. I miss my home. I'm actually heading there on uh, Sunday. So that, that would be nice to, to see everyone. Well, well yeah. drink a good, nice, long drink on the beach for us. Uh, <laughs> since we can't be there. I will. I'll be happy to. <laughs> there you go. See? See? So here's the other. Let's talk about Peanut. Because... Yeah. One of the many things that um, when we look at Peanut, Peanut is very confident in what mm -hmm. he does, what he loves. Yeah. And one of the things that you really uh, emphasized as well in, in our previous conversation um, was that this book really is there to share and express empathy as well as confidence in our children. And I wanted to get your your views on this in regards to why was it so important for you to really express that in this in, in the book? Because, you know, there's a lot of books out there that are really emphasizing on kindness, on empathy, on uh, confidence. Why empathy more than anything else? I think when we read books to our kids and you know most storybooks you, it comes away with a good message i don't know that i believe that i don't know people will disagree with me on this but i don't always believe that a story book a kid's book that the child really does and really does take the message with them and internalize it and go about being about the human being. It's a story. Um, and when you close the book, it was a good story, but I don't know that that has influenced their personality. Hopefully it does. So my book 
is a reflection of the way I tell stories to my own kids when they were younger. And we lay in bed and sometimes they would say, can you make up a story? So, and I make it up on the whim. And this is how I wrote the book as well. I was just going along thinking, imagine like I'm telling my child a story. So what is more important to me than the message that they come away with from the storyline is how the story makes them feel. When I tell a story to my kids or when, for example, I wrote Peanut the Penguin and the second one that I wrote as well, I want a child to feel a certain emotion. They don't need to come away with the message that, for example, Peanut the Penguin, yes, he is confident and he believes in himself and his values and he wants to have a voice. That's great. I'm happy if they come away with that message. But more importantly to me is how the child feels when they are reading the story of Peanut the Penguin. Do they feel sad for him? Do they now want, are they rooting for him? Uh, empathy. Do they feel the empathy? And I have to say, what the feedback that I got from parents too, and from kid, from the parents and from their kids. A parent once told me when I had my book launch, one of the moms came up to me and said, when I was reading it, so I had it on a big screen on, and I was reading it to everyone who came to the book launch. And she said, I have to tell you, when you got to that part of the story, I had tears in my eyes. And that brought tears in my eyes. I was thinking, that's, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to happen. So if it happens... To the adults, I know the kids are getting the feeling that I wanted them to get. Uh, another mom told me that her child was actually crying. <laughs> I didn't want them to cry, but she said after the, then she realized that it all ended well and she was so happy for Peanut. And I feel like I've uh, accomplished something if that, that's what I had set out to do. And why I set out to do that is because I find it very, very important as especially today with all the news around us. Every time you switch the TV onto a news channel or just people talking about, adults talking about it, the next conversation on the table next to you in a restaurant, I feel like kids are exposed so much to all the negativity in this world. And I feel like it affects their sensitivity. They hear about killings. They hear about deaths during the pandemic. They hear about violence, shooting. There's so much that they do hear about and although these things may have been happening when we were young, we didn't have the social media in our face like we do now. The news, you know, it, it comes to us instantaneously now and to them as well. And I feel it does affect them. It affects their sensitivity more than it affected us when we were young because they're so exposed to it. And, you know, I'm glad that you're, you're doing that because there is a lot of books that aren't really concentrating so much more on empathy than mm -hmm. everything else. They're trying to build children up, but they're not showing them. Yes, you can be confident, but there's always, there's that one thin line between confidence and cockiness. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to do that because if you don't have empathy, then you're not really being kind at the, yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Also for children like, my my boys and Marcella's uh, children, well, there's a lack of empathy there because 
they weren't born with it. So mm-hmm. even though we are expressing empathy to them and showing them socially, hey, this is why empathy is so important, why you should care, especially at a very young age, it's a lot easier when there are already there are already tools out there that we can use as parents yeah. to provide them yeah. and to do it on a way that they'll understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go back to, to, to the book again real quick in regards to um, Peanut, because honestly, we all have a certain characters that live within us or we interpret our families, our friends, our colleagues, even just random strangers sometimes as these specific characters. But I also know that you call both of your children Peanut as well. So who's Peanut between your children or is it just a mixture of both? It's it's a mixture of both. Um, I have been told that Peanut for some reason has a resemblance to my son. <laughs> so maybe I somehow painted him with some sort of resemblance without thinking about it. Um, yeah, I think his character is either a little bit of both or how I feel both my kids would react to him. If he, if he were a certain type of character, would both my kids feel the same way towards him? If yes, then that's my character that I'm going with. <laughs> so who's the singer then? Is it your, which one is it? Actually, my, my daughter is, she's so, the singer. But at the time so, that I wrote it, um, yeah, at the time that I wrote it, you know, those, these are good questions. It's making me wonder, did I actually pull from some <laughs> subconscious <laughs> That's be. what we all do. Is, that's what we all do as writers. We always yeah. bring at least something of ourselves to them. Yeah. Because again, when I was looking at the illustrations, I did see a little, a little bit of a um, resemblance, or at least between the mother and you. Yeah. When I was looking at the pictures on okay. the backside too, uh, mainly because of the way that you had swooped the hair. Right. The right. That's um, interesting. I know it's weird that I pick up on things like this. It's just <laughs> no, I love that. Um, but it is, but it does bring up the, the mindset that a lot of the times that when we're creating as creators, we're always using something from our own lives mm-hmm. within our creations, yeah. whatever it may be, if it is the words or if it's the illustration itself. Um, my final question for you is that, when we're following Peanut, when we're following the family, we're noticing that there is a lot more of this idea of um, uh, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when we're talking about penguins, you know, they're very communita- um, communicative mm-hmm. in pretty much everything that they do. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> We're also noticing that mom is the one that's really the problem solver of -hmm. the two. And I really wanted to emphasize on that real quick, because without that, 
the story doesn't go anywhere mm -hmm. per se, except for, you know, they have to leave in, in some way, shape or form. Do you see yourself as a, a problem solver, just like many mothers are? Yes, I do. And it's interesting that you asked that because if you had read the first draft of this book, mom was the actual problem solver until it was pointed out to me that we need to make peanut the problem solver mom could be you know so i made it i twisted it such that mom gave him the idea and he solved the problem on his own and i was pointed towards the importance of it being peanut who makes mm -hmm. who solves his problem um yes uh and I, I'm actually trying to be conscious in my, I try to be conscious in my second book for, for dads <laughs> who are going, please. Oh, what about us? <laughs> right? Yeah, please. Cause there's not a lot of for us dads out yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, we are, we are merely considered the fun guys that are there to put the children in danger. And then mama comes around and saves right. everybody. And right. we're, the, we're the doofuses sometimes, <laughs> um, but it is, but still to the point of, problem solving. Yes, it, it, there is a line right there between uh, Peanut figuring it out and, and really interpreting what Mama says, yeah. but also the, commu the community of penguins really accepting what's going on as well. Yeah. So I think for me, that is a really good emphasis when it comes to expressing the idea of let's allow the community to help us in certain ways by giving us the feedback mm -hmm. but allowing the family to figure it out yeah because even though there's the alternative of okay you fix this or you get out it's still the idea of okay let us try to fix this and come up with something where everybody is happy Right. And which is what, what happens in the story, which is great, because, again, in our personal lives as parents, you know, this is really what we're supposed to be here for. Yeah. You know, we love and respect our children, but it's also, OK, let's train them. Let's fix. Let's teach them something that's going to allow them to grow into the children and into the uh, adults that they can be. Exactly. And instead of what we all think they should be. Yeah. So I'm going to leave it at that. And I think it's time for Marcella to really dive into this a little bit more, too, with her thoughts as well as for, with her questions. So, Marcella? Well, I just have my questions because, um, you know, I've listened and I feel like I probably know more about the book than, you know, if I actually read it myself. But um, Aruna. Yes, there's another dig at you, Mac. Just letting you know. I, yeah. I have forgotten. Irina, what is your writing kryptonite? I would say it is uh, mood. Now, I know I know every writer would say time, and I totally agree. And actually, mood is just a variation of saying that my writing kryptonite is time. Yeah, that's that's actually an interesting answer. I don't think we've ever had that one before about mood. So thank you for that, Aruna. Now, my last question is, yeah, um, is there a famous quote that you look to or you repeat to yourself or that you enjoy reading that helps you to keep going? 
there was something that I wrote. I try to write these little things on, on my Instagram. Um, how a parent describes the world around them is how the child will perceive it. And it's, it's a general thing. And, you know, I mean, we've heard variations of that before, but I truly believe it. And it's how I, I live my life as a mother. Um, I could give you a quick example. Um, when, uh, <laughs> when my daughter was maybe 11 and we had moved back here to, to Maryland from South Africa, and it was summer and the fireflies were everywhere. And I remember seeing one night at 11 at night, a little glue on the ground. And I told my daughter, what is that? And we went and we saw it was a firefly and the firefly was turned upside down. It was nearing the end of its life. And I just, I picked it up like, oh no, let's see what we could do with it. And that's, I, I truly wanted to help this little firefly. And so she helped me turn it over and it kept, falling back on his back and we kept turning it over hoping that he would you know even enjoy the little last bit of its of its life and i i feel like in doing that um we we sort of teach our kids something as simple as that thank you so much yeah. for that answer aruna mac you you ready i'm i'm ready for this you, you know thank you again for being on here uh, Aruna, please tell everybody where they can find you, any events, any new books coming out and when they are, things like that. The floor is yours. Okay. Well, I have to say I've been taking a little bit of a breather from events. Um, I don't have any major ones coming up. This was my big event, this podcast, which, by the way, I really enjoyed very, very much. I love your podcast. Oh, um, we have a fan. <laughs> you do have a fan. My website has a lot of information. So it's arunamlapore.com. And my book and links to purchase my book and anything about me is on there. Uh, when I do bring out a second book, I'd like to say when instead of if, when I do bring out a second book, everything's going to be on there as well. Uh, I would love if, I'm followed on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. It's also Aruna M. Lepore on all of the above. Uh, second book, again, I, I did write something a couple of weeks ago. I usually leave it and then I go back to it. And then second thing is I, I show it to my kids, see what they think, and then I take it from there. So it's a very long process and it may not be until... Um, you know, towards the end of next year, if it happens. Awesome. So keep us updated on that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yes, I certainly will. Thank you, Aruna, for being on here. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you both so much. You're wonderful hosts. And I really did enjoy this. All right, you. It's very sweet, very mellow. Well, you already said that, so you got to give us something different. There was not much more I could say about it. I look forward to reading the book. You love just throwing that back in my face, don't you? I should have a book to hold up to show everybody. <laughs> you mean this one? Wow, thanks. You mean the one that's right in front of me? Yeah. You mean the one that's signed by her from you? Oh, that book. <laughs> You're going to delete that.
No, I'm not. I'm gonna keep it in. I'm gonna keep this entire thing. So when do you not threaten me with a throat punch here and there? I'll tell you what. For this, you're gonna trip and fall soon. Then when it happens, you're gonna say, "Oh, she cursed me." The live curse. I got it. This is gonna be a great one. Yeah. (laughs) This is probably gonna be the same thing. Today's curse is this. Like, oh, goody, goody, goody. More curses from Marcella. Mm. Anyway, I liked it. I thought it was cute. Uh, I know that uh, when I re- when I read it to my son, he likes it um, mm-hmm. when he pays attention. Um, <laughs> it's a thing. Autistic children are a totally different thing. Oh, I um, would be so about that. Oh, yeah. You would have no clue what the heck I'm talking about. None no. whatsoever. Anyways, no, I, it was a really good book. It honestly was. Um, it flowed well. It told a great story. It gave a lot of great lessons in empathy and confidence in problem solving. And a lot. And like, like I said before, the illustration is uh, very bright. It's very, uh, very colorful. And it does give you a sense of the world of Trinidad instead of, you know, the Arctic world that most people think when they think of penguins. I didn't know there was penguins in Trinidad. I did not know, or Cape Town, excuse me. I didn't know that. So now I learned something today. Good for so you. I know. Yay. Go stop from me. Yeah. I get a cookie. I get a cookie. Yay. Cookie. I don't think you need oh. that cookie. See what she does to me? She wants to give me a cookie, then she takes it directly away from me. That's That's what big sisters do. Yeah, you're a pain in the neck, too. Anyway, tell everybody where to find us, Mac. Well, because you said that, they can find us at Mm beyondthepenpodcast.com. They can find us on Twitter at beyondthepenpod. They can find us on Instagram at beyondthepenpodcast, as well as on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, we got two accounts on there. Now we have the fan page and the actual uh, one for Beyond the Pin. I know we're going all over the place. And the greatest one of all, you can find us on Traverse TV. You can find it on Google Play. You can find it on Amazon Fire. You can find it on Roku. And next year, you can find it on Apple TV as well as uh, iTunes, the videos on iTunes. And this is a great thing. On Roku, you can find our first season playing live in terms of the live streaming that they do with our broadcasting, yep. live broadcasting. Yep. You can find us Wednesday at 6 p.m. and on Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. So if you're always trying to find the great uh, books that we've been able to really enjoy or I should say, I have really enjoyed. Wow, you're such a jerk. I know, it's very I love it. Uh, You can find us on that. And please contact us. We love hearing uh, what you think about us, what you think about Marcella and Herminas to me, um, our authors. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We're on over 45 different platforms this platform specifically that you're listening to us on every week on Tuesdays at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with a new author, a new book, and some more pain in the neck bickering between me and Marcella. So, as I always say, thank you for being here with us. We love you. 
Keep writing, keep inspiring, and keep sharing as you go beyond the pen. Hey folks, that's a wrap for this episode of Beyond the Pen. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you'd like to stay connected and up to date with everything Beyond the Pen, follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Pen Pod and Instagram at Beyond the Pen Podcast. For even more content and exclusive access to our guest profiles and more, make sure to visit our website at beyondthepenpodcast.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook fan page to interact with our favorite authors and fellow fans of the show. And if you want to take your Beyond the Pen experience to the next level, check out our selection of video interviews on Traverse TV's video on demand and live stream. You can access these interviews through your Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, or the Traverse TV app. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in and remember to keep writing inspiring and sharing as you go beyond the pen.